You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! should be i don't know i want I, that blue check mark i want to get people get so fucking wound about blue check marks it's oh yeah. really strange so i want one now how do we do that it's gonna like mail them an id or something i don't know really yeah it's that easy right i mean wow. i i i, I want to get us off the legacy internet so it doesn't make a difference but uh, <laughs> i know people know. who have the blue check mark who definitely shouldn't have it mm-hmm. if it's any measure of like uh fame or notoriety yeah well all right, we don't have to do a check mark. We don't. No, have to do we clap don't down. clap or anything. Oh We're just God. here. This is here. We are. This is what life could be. This is what life could be if you we... getting ready to podcast and me just sitting here like googling mm. like deals on Amazon <laughs> on my phone. This is what life would like would be like if we lived in a boarding house. That was only for women, but then we were forced to dress like women. Yep. Yeah. To, in order to live there, and my name was Peter Scolari, and you're of course Tom Hanks, of course, and bosom buddies, and that would be excellent. And kind if, of a, I don't know if it's a problematic. Uh, no, certainly not. Uh, They're cross dressing. Pro- and gender is just a social construct, I guess. Gender, so. it's just a property. It's a theft. Genderous theft. <laughs> genderous theft, basically. Yeah, genderous theft. I kind of feel like I'm dressed like a woman in these sweatpants because they're like mad. These are, um, these are <laughs> Uniqlo. If you're cool, listeners, and, if you're cool. And not fat. If you're cool, that means you've got a Uniqlo near you, first of all. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, if you don't have a Uniqlo near you, well, it's time to move, let me tell you. Uh, brought to you by Uniqlo. Um, no, but they, uh, 
they have these I guess they were like sleep pants but uh, they're they're really just like Uniqlo's $15 swing at Lululemon <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're like look at this like this is insane like this Ooh, this whoa. is massive stretch here Ooh, yeah so uh, so I kind of feel like I'm in ladies pants right now my hands inside Andrew's sweatpants right and there's now. so much room still it's great you still haven't found the goods I have I'm look I can't find the goods I'm no, sorry. It's all right. I found a skin tag, which is weird. Oh, is that what that? Oh, yeah. that's a big skin tag. <laughs> the skin tag's getting bigger. Are you sure that? Are you sure that isn't it? All right, April Fools. Oh, it's your. That's your cocky. <laughs> I just touching. <laughs> For the first time in over two hundred episodes, I finally. This is the episode where I finally have touched Andrew's yeah. cock in the air. Been a long time coming. I thought it was a skin tag, and he fooled me. God, all the more reason why we should live in a boarding house where we have to dress like women. That's true. This boarding house is my mother's house, which is mm. weird too. It's where you, you basically just gave me a hand job at my mother's couch, which yeah. is uh, cool. Cool for time. all of us. You know, it's uh, speaking of hand jobs. Well, we don't even want to get into that, the Robert Kraft Patriots story. Oh, yeah, that's right. We didn't really talk we about this. We didn't really talk about it because it was just so, uh, I only, I just, the one thing that it I. Was so awesome. I think it was great. The, 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 uh, the, I don't know, the, the sympathetic person in me feels bad for the women who are literally forced sometimes at gunpoint to work at those places. And they're not like, you know how you know a girl, everybody knows a girl who. Uh, has like a private Instagram or does some shit for money, mm-hmm. fucks for money. Um, Cam girl is an S and and is like a sex worker. Yeah. Well, th- I'm not talking about sex workers. I'm talking about uh, slaves, like sex slaves. Yeah, they, I was just say they are think, sex workers, but they're <laughs> sort of compelled to work by force. But I making think them that slaves. yeah. Yes. But I, I think that we're we get lost that the the term sex slave gets really lost in a lot of like all the conjecture that goes on. No, they're sex slaves. Like it's it's bad. Like you're promised something. Like you you people come to your country and say, "Hey, you should come here and work for me. It's going to be awesome." I think the scam is that like if you're in Taiwan and you're 15, someone's like, "Oh, you can come to America and make I don't know like 300 bucks a month. Yeah, and it'll only cost you I don't know like fucking 38." thousand dollars us yeah. and they're like all right cool that sounds great i'll repay that loan and then they get here and it's like that's a that's a mighty big loan a mighty big and loan that's that's kind of how it works maybe that maybe bob craft was paying off loans maybe it's doing possible God's you know work. i mean i feel like bob craft could have paid off all their student loans i love that a six billionaire got caught on a 75 dollar john ticket yo that's i love that all right so we, uh, the, the, my favorite part about this gabry's grandmother lives Oh my god! A football's at, at throw spa? from oh, yeah. My, Gabby's whew. grandmother lives at the spa. She rents oh a room. It's really cheap. She doesn't ask questions. <laughs> um, no, she lives so close to the spot. So I've been to this strip mall. Sure. So oh, many wow. times. Uh, I've eaten Taco Bell in the fucking parking lot of the Taco Bell. Right. That, that's the kind of place we're talking about. Holy the place shit. where people eat Taco Bell in the parking lot. That's where fucking Bob Kraft was going wow. to get fucking tugged off. Well, do you think he went to Taco Bell after? He's like, you know, after a uh, quick blowjob from a stranger i need taco Just bell like a gordita crunch i need to drive through to the taco bell drive <laughs> go through the taco bell drive through my white in, bentley in my mclaren my well, another favorite <laughs> part of that was that they said one the cops the police report said that one day he showed up in a white bentley and the other the next day he showed up in a brown bentley i mean all right cool <laughs> he's got so many cars i had uh, one of my clients was a um he ran 
a very, very famous chain of hotels in the 80s. It was like a real boom time for him. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, dude was like a super... Like, I, I definitely talked about him on the podcast. Like, like a Rick super, from, uh, super rich guy. It's like Rick from Magnum. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, and then he like he has dementia and like his kids just robbed him blind. It was, it was like a really fucking horrible uh, mm-hmm. cautionary tale. Um, did you rob him blind? I did not. I, th- I might have been the only person that was nice to this dude in his entire like elderly life. I think he's still alive. I googled him not that long ago. But he would always just sit there and stare at like the wall and tell the wall about how bad his Bentley was when he had it. Like it's the worst car I ever owned. And I'm like, I'm I'm over here. And, you know, never mind. It's fine. Just talk to the wall. I'll never own a British vehicle again. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because I'll never own a British vehicle. You know what like though? Ever. Fucking old rich man and like a stained wife beater talking at the wall convinced me to never buy a Bentley if the right. option comes up to me. So all right, and there you go. Wow, it's like that. It's like remember that one Don, the one mafia guy who pretended to be insane, pretended to have dementia. And then they found they like had recordings of him ordering like food and stuff. And, like, Is that right? They, yeah, I forget who it was. It was member of the. Uh, it was like one of the last members of the Castellano gang or something like that. I don't remember, but it was great because they would like show him walking around the the, like, the East Village like ho 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 like you know like, like in slippers and she's like doesn't like lost all his capacities. But then the recordings is like yo put fifty grand on the Vikings to win. Wow, what a fucking good hustle, man. He's got to stop talking on the phone so much. That's it. Just, you know, God. And he was ordering food from a restaurant he owned. Don't you have people to do that? Right. That's the bottom line in all of this. Don't you have people to do that? Uh, seriously, yeah. That's a, that is a great bottom line for this. Robert Kraft loves, he loved the, like, just like Pee Wee Herman at the height of his powers got caught beating off in, like, a very sleazy place, right? But you know what, Pee Wee Herman, like... Pee Wee Herman's like child friendly fucking whole thing was like that, that was like a bit of a retcon because like he was sort of a sleaze bag at first. Yeah, he and did. like Pee Wee's Big Adventure was like kind of sleazy and it was like yeah. a, it was a little weird. And then kids got into it and they like made it kid friendly. And then that's you know, I, I think that it was probably fucking beaten off in fucking jerk booths for years. It's just his thing. It's okay, but it's the, the I mean that's fine. We're not. I mean. It's, it's, like uh, going to sex trafficking places isn't very good, but I just, I just, the larger scale is like he has lots of, he probably had a decent amount of money at that time. This is between Big Top Pee Wee and, or Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Big Top Pee Wee. Yep. And like, so he probably had a bunch of money at the time. Same with Robert Kraft, and far be it for me to be a pocket watcher, but goddamn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but goddamn, like you have, just like when an NFL star or a rich person gets caught with, like doing caught like with like severe dwi like too drunk to like get in your car the dude to like fall asleep in the like the drive through at wendy's and shit and it's like oh that ended up being like jamal lewis yeah how strange it's like hey like you have somebody like i would never drive again i mean here's the question if you're a billionaire sure actually you know what no because maybe we're looking at the wrong way like if you're a billionaire it, it makes sense coming from like the perspective of like a non-billionaire. If, if you're going to pay somebody to give you a hand job, mm. oh god, you like if you just when you say it like that, it's like oh god, it's really depressing. <laughs> but like <laughs> you like the, like the dumbest the dumbest sex act because I could definitely I could just definitely do it better myself. That's when you like fly out like fucking skin and max B actresses, right? Like because you're a billionaire, yes. that's whatever. But as I'm saying this, it is occurring to me that. It's very possible that going to a fucking weird sex slave spot in a strip mall might be its own aesthetic. 
Maybe that's what he likes. That, it's the sleazy. It's the unknown. It's the sleaze. He's, he's like doing a common man thing. You got, you got you know, some people too. build houses with fucking Habitat for Humanity. Robert Kraft goes and gets his fucking pud pulled by uh, somebody who got ushered in through uh, through Tijuana. <laughs> somebody who arrived in a container. Right? Yeah. I'm like, ship. oh, thank God you opened that. The air hole got crushed. Uh, yeah. The air hole has uh, 10,000 bags of coffee on it. <laughs> I love, I love our, we have, we have really good transportation humor, like, like logistics humor, mm-hmm. because the two people, the two guys working in a warehouse right now just laughed because they're like, oh, we got it. <laughs> yeah, they have a, they didn't fill out their, uh, oh, what's that called? The RFT. They didn't fill out their, uh, their uh, hazardous declaration is all right i'm more of a bill of lading kind of guy myself you know yeah yeah, you didn't feel you're gonna get your b i need that bol i need to get the none of the tracking off that bol uh for the container full of women (laughs) would you have to fill out a hazardous (laughs) declaration for that what what uh, what shield would you put on that like would it be like contains humans live mammals yeah live mammals exactly right contains live mammals you'd have to do a fedex air Probably, FedEx Air hazardous or FedEx Air like it gets cold in those planes though, mm, man. I know, God. Why is there not an airline that their whole thing is you know we keep our cargo area warm? You can put you can bring your dogs in there, <laughs> like yeah, you, know, you just have like dog air. Because I mean, you see this shit like that pit bull was like mauling some girl in the fucking Portland airport and whatnot, like pit dog bull, air. Pitbull the singer, dog air. Pitbull the singer was at the Portland airport. He was just coming back from an Antifa rally, and he mauled a two-year-old girl. It's the strangest <laughs> oh thing. God. He's like, hey, away, away. We like to party. And this is Mr. Three. Everyone was so thrilled that fucking Mr. Worldwide was there that, uh, that nobody stopped him. Yeah, he, he had the power of 10 men and that day because he could do whatever he wanted, mm-hmm. including hurt a child. Who mm-hmm. would ever hurt a Who could kill a child, right? Mr. Three. But we, uh, the question was answered that day. Like, this is a really good documentary. Uh, like documentary, like uh, B-roll, uh, documentary scripting we're doing here. Like, <laughs> like, who would have known? Uh, who could have imagined that day? Who could have killed a child? This is Mr. our docu-cast. That day we found out. <laughs> that day our questions were answered. Mr. 305 did. Speaking of deaths. <laughs> you know, Great I, segue. No, you know what? That's why we'll, one day we'll end up in the National Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Once broadcasting is extended to podcasting. Podcasting museum. I mean, once podcasting kills... So... This is something I didn't realize. Mm. I'm going to make a gross noise. Sorry. <clears throat> All right. Still working on this fucking tonsillitis thing. Um, so if you take a reasonably big-sized YouTuber and then you compare their viewership with, like, CNN now, <laughs> I didn't realize that big YouTubers consistently house networks. And oh, yeah. Not only consistently, but, like, when somebody's when somebody has a million views on YouTube... That's a million measured people, where he is like a million people viewing CNN is like a rolling average. It's like, I didn't realize how bad those fucking companies are like in the sticks right now. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, it's pretty they, wild. I know. I mean, everybody underestimated the Internet. It's very simple. I think that, I mean, especially music companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that. We don't have to go into that. If you didn't, if you don't know what a music company is, 
I mean, we never talk about the first victim. The first, like, real victim on the internet was fucking, like, Vivid Video. Mm. Or whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> like, they got nailed, and then music Vivid got nailed. Vivid Video. Like, you're talking about porn companies, yeah. right? Then, like, fucking either forced to make music instead. Really good. Isn't this really good? Does everybody know what this is? Call in and tell us. I think we uh, discussed it last week, didn't yeah, we? I just want to play or it Or did we again. discuss it on the patron thing I haven't put out yet? Yeah, it both. Okay. <laughs> I just really like this fucking... This is uh, what porn stars do when they start losing money. Never the end. <laughs> We talked about the song last yeah. episode, but we never played it. The steps are getting hot. Who is this woman who's fucking doing backup singing? It's probably like Christy Canyon right. or whoever they <laughs> Not really very good. I should ask, I should call, I should, I should Facebook call Tom Byron. <laughs> just right now. Just be like, hey, Tom. Who the hell just, is this? Who's this? Uh, am I killing? Am I killing your heart on right now, man? He's like, no. We gotta, we gotta go through and find. So I know there's like tons, and we gotta find every fucking like '80s and '90s porn star that has a failed music career. No, oh, there's so gonna be like so fucking many. John Doe been like, she's like the wind. Like him. Is that real? Yeah. Oh my god! Hell yeah! <laughs> Covering bad ballads. Yeah. John Doe hung himself part in part because he uh, his music career sucked. Part because all the male voices. Savannah were... was dating a member of House of Pain at the time. Is that right? She, yeah, and she was working on a music career. Wow. And then she, so the story of Savannah is crazy because she got in a car accident because she was up for seven days or whatever. She was making ten grand a week. Is that right? God yeah. damn. Yeah. So she was working every day. So it was real. It was probably really steaming, you know. But she was working every day and she was making like. X amount per day, but she was making like crazy money, like like fifty grand a month, something like that. I think a lot of people do that shit. They're just like, I'm gonna do this for two years. I'm gonna work every day straight, like three years. scenes a day for two years. Yeah. I'll get out. I'll fucking allocate twenty five percent of whatever I make to like my mental health afterwards. Right. Like get therapy for the next thirty years, and then I'm just like, good beach. to rock and roll. Yeah. Oh god, that's the. I think of all of the careers to money out from. That would be like the easiest one. I mean, you don't have it. You don't have a choice on getting money out. That's it. Like yeah. you gotta like you gotta walk into it with a plan or walk into it and then like walk out and be like, fuck, I am broke and well, I can't it's... do shit and now I'm gonna like we well, have to like give Robert Kraft a hand job. Well the thing is it's like the the industry is totally different now. Like there's no real contract players. It's just like, hey, I, I do this thing and I ask young women to meet me at this motel at this hotel, you know, like meet me at the W on Sunset. <laughs> And then like, okay, well, here's the deal. You know what you're doing. I'm going to pay you. And then you're going to act surprised when I tell you what's a porn shoot. Like that kind of thing. Or like backroom casting couch, which I was horrified to discover was all premeditated. God, the kayfabe is so good in that. I Like, no matter what, and it, 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 it extends to right now, too. Right. Anything that's dark is only going to get darker. Sure. And that's fascinating because you, you can never tell where the floor is. <laughs> or worse, too. Like, anything that's bad is yeah. going to get worse. Oh, yeah. It's wild. Fucking A. She should do, like, bas backroom casting chair. Like, folding chair. And see if they can... You know how they usually... Fuck, he'll, when he's feeling lazy, he'll just fuck on the couch. When he's done, like, a lot of shoots that day, he'll be like, you know, uh, 
So you're prepared to make a thousand to five thousand dollars a day, but she's on a wobbly folding chair from like the sixties, <laughs> and then then they try to fuck on the chair, and if it breaks, he gets really mad. I like I was gonna I need that chair all day. I have to do this five more times <laughs> just to fucking break even. Backroom wobbly creaky chair. <laughs> I love. I it. mean, I feel like we're speeding towards yeah. Like the normalization of like fake snuff, and that's just what everyone's into oh, is yeah. fucking fake snuff. We've been we've been heading toward there for a really long time. There's a guy. Well, seen. Yeah, there's a, a guy named Jamie Gillis who used to do that. Uh, used to do all the like the fake snuff, and he wanted to do. Uh, and Tom Byron is a member of Extreme Associates. Him and this guy Rob Zakari, and Rob Zakari ended up going to jail because Frontline did a uh, um, a documentary on them with this guy named Max Hardcore. And they did a, a real rape scene. Oh, very good. And the crew were so disgusted they left. But they <laughs> interviewed the girls before, and they're like, but we love each other, and we're just going to do the scene, and it's all love. And then we're just going to, like, afterward, we're going to, like, shower and go shopping. But, like, uh, they look very disturbed afterward. Like, he just was obviously hamming for the camera. And he ended up landing in jail for two years. <laughs> Tom Byron, Jesus. being very smart, uh said no i'm not gonna be on the camera i i want nothing to do with this and then i'm not going to jail but they lost their business anyway extreme associates sounds like uh like a cool tag team from like the mid 1990s are you familiar with greg the hammer valentine uh, yeah absolutely i when i really want to upset gabri i show her a photo of greg the hammer valentine she gets really like it's immediate revulsion are you familiar with Greg the Racist Valentine? No. One more measly chest because he insulted me in Madison Square Garden and WrestleMania. He insulted me by slapping my rock and roll man, my manager, Jimmy Hart. Okay. I don't take that lightly. You understand, junkyard dog? Oh you embarrassed oh. me for the last time. Oh WrestleMania is over. I survived it. Survived Tito Santana and yourselves. Oh. Little scheme to set me up in a garden, is, and it didn't work. And now a Boston Garden. Here it is. This is the bait. As far as I'm concerned, it's the bait, dog, to get you, you nasty what? individual, nasty black person into the ring, what? so I can oh. slap you around one more time. Because I didn't finish what I started. Oh, you understand? God. I didn't finish what I started. All right. Well. Wow, that a, sure is a different world, huh? Yeah, she, <laughs> fucking you know, fuck. God dang, it's almost like uh, people could get away with saying shit like that, and then now you super can't. And I mean, it's probably a better world for it. I think uh, <laughs> I think it's time to cancel Greg the Hammer Valentine. You know, he wanted to say when he's like, "You nasty black person." I mean, there's got to be there must oh, be yeah. some wild tapes floating around there's, in that archive. There's a tape of court testimony of some guy saying that. Rick Flair walked up to him and said, do you like your job? And whoa, yeah, really bad. Super like, bad. I fucking like it's just a bunch of dudes like just fucking injecting testosterone into their neck and then taking cocaine and being like, be as oh, wild as you can. Fucking yes. The oh. outtakes must be splendid. <laughs> well, the best part about those promos is that all of them were done live. And so it was such a high wire act. It was live on TBS at four in the afternoon. I remember coming home and watching them live from the Sportatorium in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, which was like Like in Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, (laughs) Nassau. Which I remember where they say they's like tonight, I'm gonna turn this place into Nassau Mausoleum. It was really good. (laughs) Like that was really cool. And I wish that more people. Oh, one time I remember. um, This is when we share Nassau Coliseum memories. Right. I remember my. I think one of my uncles or maybe said. 
Oh, you know what? Yeah, one of my uncles said uh, that they were at Nassau Coliseum to see the Scorpions, and one of their friends was with him, and he's like, I can't wait to see the Scorpions. And he kept saying, Scorpions. <laughs> and I was like a little kid, and I remember, what's wrong with that guy's voice? <laughs> it's, it's like, mentally ill? Yeah, some fucking Howard Stern Rules fan. I was like, oh, I love the Scorpions, the Scorpions. So good. I used to live right down the street from Nassau Coliseum. Tonight, we turn this place into the Nassau Mausoleum, Daddy. (sighs) You're putting up at hard times in my family, Daddy. Speaking of, like, high wire acts and fucking, like, live shoots and all that shit. Yeah. Did you sit down and listen to... I I know I'm going to say two names that we're going to lose a bunch of listeners, but... Did you listen to that... Alex Jones, no. Joe Rogan thing. I saw it, and two people I don't like listening to together, definitely not. Impressive how this dude fucking goes off on one. I like I I listened to it when I was driving around yesterday, and I'm just like, wow, fucking a. Like <laughs> this is like this is <laughs> this is next level. That dude is a uh, an, an an A plus fucking promo cutter. You're talking about Alex Jones? Alex Jones, yeah. yeah. I don't, wild. but I don't think a lot of it's fake. I mean, I think he's really. I mean, his best is he's made a brand that is so unsustainable because he has to maintain that level of energy. Yeah, I all for sure all the time, and it's only a matter of time. Well, I was going to say it's only a matter of time before he says the wrong thing, but he said a lot of wrong uh, things. Yeah, I think that time is long past. Right? No, we're at, we're at like fucking coronary now. It's. I mean, was he just screaming and yelling the whole time? Well, no, no, he did do screaming and yelling, but he would talk. He would do this thing where he would talk reasonably lucidly, but still, like, really, like... And then he could ask a direct question and then just skirt it and just do, like, a, a really awkward skirt. But then he would just fucking ramp himself up and be like, my dad worked for uh, so-and-so. He worked for Noel's Atomic Power Plant. And it just like... And it, it would go from reasonable to somebody told my dad this to cyborgs are real and there's a body farm in China that's growing tendons for it. I was just like, man, it's... Right. Yo, impressed. I was nothing but impressed by the time that shit was done. I'm like, holy fuck. All right, cool. Should I start doing that? Should I get, like, really amped up and start screaming? I, st- should I do this podcast standing up? You think that maybe... I've done, I've done a few episodes. I think laugh. episodes, like, five through 30 or 40, I think I did standing up. Wow. They're, they're okay. They're fine. I like getting. I feel like I'm doing business when I sit down and at the desk. Yeah, but um, I'm realizing now that the way I have the microphone now is way better than the the arm I have on my desk. I should just I should just use this. Yeah, I was. I actually <laughs> I want to replace my arm too. <laughs> yeah, we're just a little uh, little inside talk. All you podcasters out there know what the arm is. You know, Everybody yeah, and you an buy arm. the arm off of Amazon. It's like fifteen bucks, and it's, it makes you feel official. It's not bad, but it's just like I think I'm over it. Yeah, this can this is much better. I have a real mic stand. I feel like a man. I feel like I could do anything, honestly. How do you feel about it? I, I have no thoughts about you being able to do anything. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's not not it's not good or bad. And now we're into it, and I'm ready to tear this fucking place apart. <laughs> now you gotta listen to me. It's true. Okay. I heard you. It's relax. true. I'm relaxed. And then I'll relax, and everything will be great. All right, let's fuck the girl. <laughs> let's fuck the girl, man. <laughs> Peter North finally chimes in. All right, let's fuck the girl, man. Hey, don't call me that. What a girl. Love it. I like what, oh, you know what? Uh, Donald Trump uh, had a speech today. Yeah, we... Uh, Would you like to hear it? You're going to play this shit? All right, let's do it. All right. Place apart. 
<laughs> now you gotta listen to me. It's true. Okay, I heard you. Just relax. I'm relaxed. And then I'll relax, and everything will be great. All right, let's just fuck the girl, man. <laughs> See what he said in front of <laughs> 3,000 cheering fans. No, Donald Trump's the first sitting president to ever say uh, the Please word. Uh, what in the fuck? <laughs> Alright, so this is like his Mussolini moment for sure. Because he swore. The first sitting president to ever swear. Is that the first time really? Yes. He, I mean, we got George Bush with the fucking finger and whatnot. This is not, yeah, this is this not is, that new. No, that was, uh, that was like, be, that was like... That was feed footage that got leaked. Yeah, there, it's always been like, yeah, like B-roll. It's true. Fucking yeah. was Obama was fucking called Kanye West some shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, there were talk of them like, like two men talk, and what there was inevitably a hot mic somewhere, and he said the f word with Kanye West, and whatever. But this is him in front of a. This is a president who's still doing rallies like he's running for president, which I, I love. Feel like he probably is. So strap in. They're trying to take you out with bullshit, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> His voice is really weird. He does have a very strange voice. He sounds like it's weird because he's doing what is really close to what Alec Baldwin sounds like when he does an impression of him. And I, I, I wouldn't put it past him to be totally like, I got to, okay, so I too can play that game. I'm going to sound like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to play 3D chess. Play 4D play chess because it's bullshit. 4D. It's bullshit, folks. 4D chess. We're going to break down the fifth wall. USA! 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 I've worked in nine years. USA! 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 I need baby. My baby needs formula. USA! USA! My my father has been uh, interned in a drive-in that's turned into a prison camp. Avenge me. USA! USA! C Cuban, Cubans are paratrooping into my, my home hometown USA. Yo, you know those fucking kids from Red Dawn would have been all about Trump in another oh alternate yes, universe. Holy, that whole fucking high would. school would be fucking Trump yeah, high school. The one, yeah, in that movie, the one black guy in the entire movie gets shot in the mm. first five minutes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher. Yeah, and the chances of a teacher, a black teacher being in that, uh, that city, Calumet City, Seems unlikely. Seems a little unlikely. Um, yeah. That's something to uh, ask John Milius about when <laughs> in one of his uh, uh, lesser movies, I guess. He was really, uh, Milius was really popular for Apocalypse Did he now. die? I forgot if he was still alive or not. Yeah, he died. Him up. Yeah. He died? That's a bummer. Yeah, he's, she's, he's shot, he's just shot uh, Apocalypse Now. Francis, where Coppola was Apocalypse Now, but he was he was like the cinematographer, right? Was he the cinema? No, I think he, just, he did uh, script work. I don't think he ever shot anything. Oh, yeah, he did script work for Apocalypse Now, but then... Uh, we did Red yeah, no, Dawn. he's still alive. 74. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's Living it. in St. Louis. Really? You've got all that money and time. And you want to live in St. Louis? I mean, he's like, dude's like a fucking mad hick. <laughs> I wonder if he was into any, like, uh, Ruby Ridge stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Lon, Lon Uihara. Lon Horiuchi. Lon. They had a big thing on Lon Horiuchi on, uh. When I researched Ruby Ridge for a friend of mine and then forgot to send it to her. <laughs> Whoops. What? Well, what is your life? What is my this? My life is weird. I was talking to a woman and she's like, well, what is Ruby Ridge? Like, send just put me. on the American Experience and make yeah, her watch it. That's Google all. it. 
Jeez, but I was like, oh yeah, well the big the centerpiece of the whole thing is Lon, the the trial of Lon Horiuchi and how he was acquitted, even though he just basically just shot through a door, yeah, <laughs> and killed a mother. Yeah, I mean he he was shooting for a baby and he missed is basically what happened. Ah, uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. And he makes you want, but where is he now? I no one knows. He I mean, could, fucking, he could live next door for all we know. Wow, imagine if he did. You want to go knock? Be wild. Is Lon here? Hey, uh, depends who's on who's asking. asking. Uh, uh, this thing where you've got women asking you what Ruby Ridge is, this is the reason why we need to do this podcast better and reach out to Randy Weaver yeah. and get Randy Weaver in the whack pack. Yes. So be like, you know what? I could tell you what Ruby Ridge is, or, or I could just I, call my main man who I know is at home doing nothing and have fucking have Randy Weaver explain oh. his life to you. God. This is the first date yeah. off of Bumble. You're like hey. at a nice restaurant. You're at Nick's Wine Bar. It's opening night. Opening night. And fucking food's coming out. It's great. You sprung for like you sprung for the tasting menu. Yeah. And then you get Randy Weaver on FaceTime. Except he won't use FaceTime. So you have to go through like no. a satellite uplink. No, he's. And, he's uh, I don't think he has the internet. If he does, it's heavily VPN. Yes. <laughs> so like, I would really listen. This is our you mission. Know, everyone listening. Yeah. I know I'd be like platforming a racists. I'd be like platforming somebody who's like with really not cool views. Yeah, I get that. I understand. Like some of you are gonna cancel me. That I, oh, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's it's fine. We look at the world differently, I guess, in that way. But I would love to get Randy Weaver as a guest for this <laughs> podcast. It'd be so. It'd be whatever shit we would eat wow. would be so worth it just to do it. Oh, this, he's done interviews with like like total hicks on YouTube, and they have like you forty know what, views. Too? We've never explored the idea of going through somebody else to get the bug rights. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. That's, I think, like, of all the guests we could have on, I think the centerpieces really are Bogrets. Bogrets. Randy Weaver. Weaver. Uh, What's his Scott fucking Irish. name? Scott Irish would be phenomenal. Oh, Good I would, get. You know how much I would cry if we could get, I don't even know if he's alive. How much I could cry if we could get Scott Irish. I just, all I wanted to do was go to California for a week, a dedicated week with Tom Byron and try to find Scott Irish wherever he is. That would be great if I got to California and found out he lives in, like, like, Bern. <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> he lives in Louisiana somewhere. Okay, well, we're going to Louisiana then. But, yeah, finding Scott, man. God, if somebody could just bankroll that documentary for me, that would be amazing. <laughs> Anybody listening um, out there, it's a great pitch, eh? You know? What was I going to say? You're going to say... Uh, now there is uh, Curtis Slewa be another really good get he was on i i tried i couldn't get close because the news there and every oh he was I, 10 minute walk from my house doing this fucking green uh, red beret mm-hmm. shit his <laughs> guardian angels shit and no one wanted any part of it which was sad and kind of funny he was uh coming back i told you he was coming back from his honeymoon at how caverns yep <laughs> which is really we gotta, sorry babe we gotta make a left instead of a right yeah exactly um <laughs> Oh, and Bernie Getz too. We got although I, Bernie Getz is like a radio show or some Bernie shit. Getz so like, is an easy you know. get. I think he does. He's just really. He's like a really pro marijuana guy. Yeah, you realize that all these if like all of these guys are gonna want to sell something. Oh, for like sure. Like if he if it's like, yeah, well, uh, anyway, I have this new strain of Bernie Getz weed that I'm gonna want to talk about. That's how people will like. You know, how Jeff Tate had his wine, his, his vintage of wine. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff Tate had his wine like he was selling wine at some point it would be the same thing it would be like oh I've got this I need to sell Randy Weaver selling like 
you know, like the ultimate outdoor pants. <laughs> you know, like you know, like oh, the waterproof. These are the pants proof. I wish I had when I was under siege by the FBI. These, <laughs> siege these pants. Are, these are the pants I wish I had when I was covered in my wife's blood. All right. Speaking of, they're color fast. We're going <laughs> <laughs> Stain resistant. Color fast, blood resistant. Blood, re- blood resistant, bulletproof. <clears throat> oh, bulletproof right. pants are real awesome. Here's how we're going to do it. This is all right. Everyone's going to. Everyone strap in. Strap in. Everyone's going to be a part of this. Everyone listening, you're in on this. So we're going to continue to do overnight drive. Yes. It's going to come out every week. Because we've been we've been fucking good. Hey, them out. kudos to us for putting one out every week for like Thank fucking you. like three, three months. straight months. Hey, anyone want to uh, buy us a cookie or a cake? Um, what in the hell's happening? Let's keep going. Okay, so we're gonna do overnight drive every week, the same overnight drive that you know and love. But then we're also gonna do another podcast, which is basically just overnight drive, the exact same thing, no format, no whatever. But it's going to be entirely survivalist, problematic style content. But it won't be much different. It'll be very similar to this. It'll still be like a jokey, hee-haw kind of fucking thing. Oh, yeah. But every now and then, we'll just talk about sovereignty a lot. Instead of Robert Kraft's dick, we'll talk about, (laughs) like, Janet Reno's dick. Um, So, we'll do that for a while. And all you listening have to be in on it and get the joke or else or else yeah so we'll come up with some code names and be uh fuck what'd you say last night loud love you can be loud love love. and i'll be fucking i'll be mad dog yeah loud love Um, mad dog that'd be great we'll do that we'll we'll ostensibly we'll be broadcasting from beyond a vpn like from a bunker somewhere and that's how we're gonna get these guys we're going to do a secondary survivalist-themed comedy podcast, and then that'll be that. So everyone uh, everyone listening, you can be on this now. What is going on? I st- I'm still... I don't still... Is that Richard Marks? That's <laughs> Kenny G. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> I love that idea, Andrew. I was just adding... I was adding... I was adding emotional music to really build it up. All right, so we'll uh, survival cast coming soon. Survival cast coming soon. And then this is the other trick: is then when you have like your fucking friend who won't listen to Overnight Drive because Mm. we had Randy Weaver on. Don't worry, it's 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 he was not Overnight Drive. He was on fucking Loud Love. Yeah, he was on Loud Love. He was on the fucking Midnight Ramblers. He was on. uh, He was on. uh, Bo, is that you? (laughs) What? Bo, is that you? Yep, that's well, me. It, we'll have to uh, figure out what the name of that militia that uh, Timothy, Mc, Timothy McVeigh was a part of. We'll God. just fucking take the name. It's like the CB jacket and camo and, and tight jean uh, uh, army. Because that opens up a whole new world to us. Oh, God. Some, yes. like, some of those fucking wild three percenters on. Basically, what I'm asking people is... If you're going through iTunes and you find another podcast that sounds a lot like us, but they're talking about some real wild shit, it's okay. It's okay. Just relax. Just go. It's going to be called... Just go with it. Right. It's going to be called When Recust- when Customers Refuse to Pay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be called Emergency No Flap Landing. That's really good. 
It's going to be called... You know what it should be called? The Hurt Locker. I just want to do a barrel roll. <laughs> That's it. There you go. I totally forgot about our our plane stealing dude. I uh, I looked <sighs> really hard for. Uh, I've got a backpack that has like a Velcro spot for uh, like a morale patch. You know, people have put yeah. like fucking Punisher skulls or whatever fucking God. sad bullshit. Uh, I looked far and wide for a morale patch that was just the fucking plane in silhouette. <laughs> oh my <laughs> but god! No one makes it. So there's a few people making things like it, but yeah, no dice. Oh my god, the dude in the the stolen Seattle plane. Sky King. I'm just a broken guy. You know, I don't know. I really thought that was it there when I just want to do a kind of a barrel roll right now. So good. Yeah, unbelievable. So good. My god. Oh wait, no, this is the this is Is this the guy? What is he doing? Yeah, this is the guy. Whoa. Yeah, I like this guy. guy. From the from the ground. What in the heck? Living off the Puget Sound. Like Ned Flanders. Yeah, somebody worked at Boeing for 40 years, or, <laughs> or worked at Microsoft. What does he think he's doing? Whoa, there we go. Oh, he did come really close. What is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> what, you know what business is it of yours, jerk? Oh, what, you got your pilot's license all of a sudden, Sully Sullenberger? Jesus. Love Sky King. We should get Sully Sullenberger on. The, the survival cast. We'll get him on the barrel roll podcast. You're on the barrel roll. You're on the barrel roll. I'm gonna have to learn how to say barrel roll. That's one of those words that I like. My barrel mouth doesn't want to create barrel roll. You're about, what's the one word like? Oh, uh, colloquial colloquialism. Colloquialism. That one I can do. I can't colloquialism. Uh, yeah, you're on. You're on with the barrel. You're on the barrel roll. <laughs> It'd be great if Sully Sullenberger got on the the barrel. We're gonna call it the barrel roll. Is that the name of Fuck it? Fuck it. Works for me. All right, we're gonna, it'd be great if Sully Sullenberger was on the barrel roll, because um. Oh, I thought this was a, I thought this was a flight podcast. I didn't realize what you guys oh, were about. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, we're about it. Yeah, it'd be great. And they'd be like, hey, Sully, you're on. Sully, how far do you trace your heritage back? I'm sorry, I said too. All right, I realize that. Sully, you on? I'm telling you, listen to me, man. I'm not bullshitting you. You're Let's fucking blowing our heads here. What? All right, it started with her beginning to sing before we even. Sully, know he's on. And now we're into it. And I'm ready to tear this fucking place apart. Oh my god. I mean, now you Remember when they played the cockpit cockpit transcriptions That's from when he was on there? Yeah. He's like, we're going to the Hudson? Well, this is what they edited out. It's true. Okay. I heard you. Just relax. I'm relaxed. <laughs> and then I'll relax. And everything will be great. Alright. And then he's like, um, we're about to go into the river. What? We're about to go into the river. What? <laughs> Mike's open. <laughs> Your mic's open, Sully. No, he's watching porno. He's watching a John Doe porn. <laughs> That's what really happened, Sully. There was no bird strike. I see. Oh, man, we can do some really good conspiracy content on the barrel roll. Oh, I, I love my O.J. Simpson CTE conspiracy. That made me really fucking happy. I'm yeah. into that. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, the O.J. Simpson was a CTE sufferer. Uh, and that's what caused him to kill. Conspiracy barn. But his father, and this is widely available on, on uh, Wikipedia and because it's been confirmed and everything. O.J. Simpson's father was a like a really well-known um, drag queen in San Francisco. And ended this, is, up, this blew my mind. And he ended up dying of AIDS in the 80s. His father. Crazy. 
And for a guy with that much hubris and machismo, that probably really fucked him up. <laughs> we call that baggage. Yeah, we call that a lot of baggage. And uh, not defending O.J. Simpson by any means, although a brilliant comedic actor, which we've established. Yes. Especially, I refer, I refer you to the first Naked Gun. Oh, my God. I refer you to that, um, one of the one of the greatest scenes ever. And uh, But, you know. Should we? All right. Should, all right. Hang on. Should we retool the barrel roll? Okay. And then just just get controversial people so we can get OJ because OJ's not coming on like the fucking the white survivalist podcast. No, he's definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> he's like, no, though, you gotta fucking like. There's no you don't get OJ without a few thousand dollars. It's no, gonna he's happen. always gonna want. Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. No, oh, all right, that'd be too much heat, man. All right, okay, We're, we'll stick with the but original what idea. What if we do like interviews, sort of like what if he's like signing? What if he's at, like a card show? They don't have card shows anymore. I don't think that's a what thing. What if he's at an autograph signing? And if they do, they're sure as hell not calling OJ. Hey, OJ. Hey, OJ. You I know sign you love little... to fucking steal sports memorabilia. You want to come to a whole fucking... <laughs> you want to come to the Jacob Javits Center? Hey, we're going to come to come to like the sports zone at the mall. Hey, you want to sign these Bills jerseys? Yeah, we're looking for like a wild liability. Maybe you can come and fucking raise our premiums. Hmm. He'd probably do it. He can't leave, this, he can't leave the state of Florida or Nevada without me. He can't make money... In, in anywhere but Nevada and Florida because of the uh, any money he has any money he can any money he makes there anywhere else will go right to the Goldman family because he lost a civil suit to them those scheming Goldman those family scheming Goldman's god damn you know was Ron Goldman that cool we already <laughs> probably not now was he like a really cool I mean, epitome of a cool guy? The Google not. bad things Ron Goldman did. Yeah. And oh, people oh. RIP him. Be like, you know, actually, actually uh, Ron uh, Goldman wasn't that cool. He was on a dating show. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> it was really good. But um, yeah, no, and actually, uh, there's a secret tape of Ron Goldman um, that uh, hasn't really been surfaced until right now. Oh, you got it? Yeah, I got it right here. Right, let's and do I'm it. just. Uh, Brace yourself. Now you got to listen to me. <laughs> It's true. Okay. I heard you. Just relax. I'm relaxed. And then I'll relax. And everything will be great. All right. Let's just fuck the girl, man. <laughs> Ron. God damn. Ron, give if me that, more respect than that. Oh, my God. If that if that footage, if that recording was released during the trial, people would have turned Forget on him. Forget it. Forget it. Totally OJ, different world. OJ would have won. My watch is telling me I need to deep breathe for a minute. You want to you want to take the podcast for a minute? I'm just gonna sit and breathe. Does okay. that sound fun? Just okay, great. Breathe. Um. So you ever like sit at home, right? <clears throat> I and think about the, the weirdest stuff that not really weird stuff, but you think about things that you've heard in your life that uh, suddenly come right into your mind for no reason. Yes. This morning, oh, I thought you were. Oh, I thought you were breathing. Oh no, no, I'm. I'm oh. Yeah. Well, this morning I thought about. I'm not, f- not going to tell any. Let fucking watch tell me what to do. Okay. Well, well, All right. Uh, uh, uh. This is the fucking mad dog here. Oh, okay, man. We get it. All right. We get, I thought you were going to be like, I'll, I'll, you, you'll calm down. Then I'll come down. <laughs> and everything will be fine. But to your watch. I just want to do a barrel roll. Yeah. Let's just fuck the girls, man. <laughs> just fuck the girl, man. Let's Hold just on. fuck the watch, man. <laughs> So I was in the sh- I was in the shower this morning, and I was thinking of, for whatever reason, John Tesh. Remember John Tesh? I do. He told a story on I think PM, uh, episode of PM Magazine, which was something that used to come on after the news during the week, and my parents wouldn't watch it. And this guy Gary Collins was the host, 
And he <laughs> also I got in trouble for because there was a karaoke segment on karaoke. And the guy singing karaoke into the microphone said, give me some beer. And I immediately emulated that and kept saying, give me some beer. Give me some beer. And I was probably like five years old. Whoops. And my mother said, you can't say that. Stop saying that. My father was like, (laughs) (laughs) father, don't you give him a beer. Don't you give him a beer. (laughs) Too late. Too late. (laughs) Fucking give me sips of beer when I was like a total little kid. Let him have have my whole beer. He's already had like 10 sips. Yeah. It's like a peer into like what I would be as a dad, which wouldn't be very good. Um, I'd be, I'd probably be, I'd be a fun, I always say I'd be a fun dad, but I wouldn't necessarily be a good dad because I like all the funsies. Like, hey, let's go to Burger King. Let's go hang out. Look at my son or daughter. Let's. You know what, though? Because this is, I, I always think about that because I'm like, yeah, I'd be, I'd probably be like a fun dad or I may be like a weird, strict, like a th- authoritarian. But uh, there's really? that and barrel roll words I can't say. Um, but. No matter what, when you have a kid, you don't sleep for two and a half years. I heard of that, yeah. Fuck that. Like, they're, they're, I don't know what I'll be. If I don't sleep for the next two and a half years, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going right. to be like in 2022. I have no idea. I had a friend who had... Uh, we're not really we're not friends anymore. I had a friend oh. who... Um, that's fine. I had a friend who had a young daughter who was very cute. But my friend was tired, always very tired. And she was a hard worker. And she would, she like worked full like, you know, worked full time job and everything, but she was like really tired all the time. And I thought that actually when we were hanging out, I was like, what? Because I know that I've read about sleep depth and like I always go to bed at like one and wake up at like six, so I'm like always like in some sort of sleep deprivation. But imagine that, and like yeah, like I was like this person's in fact probably sleep depth to the point of like mild insanity. Yeah, <laughs> and like really trying to hold it together. <laughs> But, um, and like it, when, so not only, yeah, you're sleep, totally fucking sleep deprived yeah. and it, like nothing's making sense and all that shit. But then when you're awake, your anxiety levels are probably through the fucking roof. Yeah, of course. Because it's just like, it's been quiet for 10 minutes. What, fu- what is my kid into? Right. And then exactly. you go and like, like fucking pull the piping out from under the sink or some shit. Pull the pipe out from uh, under the sink. Pull the pipe out. <laughs> my God, my child is a pipe. And it's not a good pipe. It's not a pipe. It's not one of the pipes that belong under the sink. It's a there's there are the pipes, and then I looked behind the pipes. That's and, where I found the pipe. And goddamn, if I didn't see a pipe. And do you not want to know what what you do with this particular pipe? You, well, first of all, you put marijuana in it, and then you light it, and then you, it's like a glass. <laughs> Pipe. My kid bought it at Shining Star. <laughs> My kid bought it at Shining Star, the head shop in Albany. Um, uh, I, when I was a kid, I had a corncob pipe. My father that, had that I too, like, yeah. Why did they give that to me? Did you have a button nose no. and two eyes made out of coal? No, it was just a corn. Maybe that's why they gave it to me to put on mm-hmm. the snowman. I don't know. But yeah, I, I vividly remember having a corncob pipe. Yo, all right. You have to get, Mr., you have to get Grado filters. Mr. Grado filters. I hate fucking smoking is disgusting. Mm. Uh, you had, uh, we went to the bar last night, oh, yeah. one of your dudes walked over to say hi and he smelled like smoke and I wanted to punch him in the side of the head. It was so gross. Probably should have. Um, yeah, people just get one punched in the my, side of the head there. One of my dudes. Um, yo, I think smoking is fucking gnarly. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know we're fucking hemorrhaging listeners like we're talking about it's all totally, this shit. Oh, 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 um, the thing is, if you smoke, you know. I smoked for yeah. a summer and it was like, if you smoke, you know. Super gnarly. I love 
It was like the worst. Yeah, it was one of the worst. I mean, my car smelled like it. Right? Yeah. I could just, smell myself in open air. I could just smell myself. Totally fucking miserable. Like, and I think one of the reasons I stopped going out altogether and became a weird hermit is because, like, I just didn't want to be around people smoking. When they, yeah. You can't do that anymore. Well, smoking or there's um, people who just smell like smoke. Yeah. Just awful. Yeah, no. I, I remember when people could smoke in bars. It was the worst thing ever. Unbelievable. And it, it was just normal. It was just oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, this, we're going to go to the place where people in, and that, that's just how we're going to deal with it. I grew up in a very anti-smoking household, and when I would stay over at Eric Beecher's house, his parents smoked, and my father would put up such a fucking, like, a frightful fit <laughs> about how I smelled <laughs> when I'd come back. To the point where I think he might have said something, but the, but the amount of secondhand smoke I inhaled as a young kid was probably pretty bad. Because yeah, for all, sure. Because the both boys, both Beecher boys, always had sickness, ear infections, like sinus infections, stuff like that. I still, my father smoked nose. Like, I still like get every now and then I'll get like bronchitis right. or some bullshit. Like I just, I used to get it every year religiously. One thing I noticed that since I stopped working at the chemical factory, my voice is coming back. Like I'm in full voice right now and it feels really good because I inhaled so much mica and like it was so dry there all the time that my voice would be like the last episode you hear me. I'm just like really <laughs> scratchy and my voice is really high. And sounded weird. like fucking Juno from Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah. Wow. Where I was going with this. Beetlejuice reference Kmart in, Be- in, the, mo- in the movie Beetlejuice. Blue Light Special. Oh, that's right. How yeah. weird is that, right? A little, little cultural, cross-cultural uh, thing. I wonder how Kmart felt about that. Probably okay, I'd imagine. Does Kmart still exist? That's got to be gone, right? No, it's gone. All right. Uh, what, I, what I'm saying, though, is pipes ah. are fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to smoke them, and I don't want to be around you if you're smoking them, but like, I think pipes are neat. Neat yeah. concepts. Same with cigars. Mm. I don't ever want to smoke a cigar. I'll watch somebody roll a cigar all damn day. Yeah. Like, it's wild. You go up to fucking that spot in the Bronx, there's people just hand-rolling cigars. Fucking A, very cool. I would smoke uh, a really, like, well-made, hand-rolled cigar with fresh tobacco. There, There's no no chance. Like, I, I won't fuck around with any of it in any capacity. Yeah. I think, and plus, I think the time of looking cool smoking cigars is gone. Like, if you stood us at a bar and was like... I think if you're 63, you could probably, like, pull it off. And, like, no one, no one cares I remember point. there was a trend where women would smoke cigars... Like outside of bars, I remember that. Like young women, like you know, twenty five, thirty five, would like smoke cigar. It was like the cool thing to do, especially in Canada. Really weirdly, and uh, it kind of moved its way down here in Albany, of course. Like, all right, as long as we're being problematic, as long as we're just fucking swinging for the fences How today. Problem- How was that problematic? Um, no, just all, <laughs> all, all in general in oh, this episode. Okay. Really, you know, we're like, we're geez. we're exploring the fucking edges a bit. Um, watching a woman smoke a cigar really hot. is about as appealing as watching a woman use a chemical toilet. <laughs> like it sounds fucking so, horrible. Wait, so really, but, so super hot. Yes. Wait, so but if you watch a woman use a chemical toilet, you get to see the bottoms. Well, before she sits down, and then she's sitting down there with the bottom. Right, but it's a chemical toilet. I know, but oh, and I would rather her do that than hold it, especially if it's number two. I'm not saying women can't use chemical toilets. 
Andrew, if, if you have the option Andrew, to are you saying that watch a woman use a chemical toilet or not watch a woman use a chemical toilet, which which way are you headed here? Which way is the wind blowing? Nah, well, it depends on <laughs> which which direction the wind blowing is a very important thing to consider. Yes, literally when and being around a chemical toilet. Uh, I would probably I would be pro her using it. But I think that when people get tipped over while they're inside chemical oh, toilets, so mean. door door down <laughs> is really fucking funny. I do love when chemical toilets blow away. There's always a footage of like just shit spray. <laughs> oh, it's geysers so of piss good. falling out. It's great. Oh, there should be, there has to be a YouTube compilation of people getting dicked with when they're inside a porta potty. My God. I mean, there. But, I've never found the end of the YouTube compilations. Like it just. Just Googling, like, YouTube compilation of, like, snow falling off roofs. You'll be yeah. in there for half an hour and never see the same shit twice. I love it. I, okay. Ugh. Well, there are there are many, like, if you're into, like, festival, music festivals, there's many accounts of people fucking in porta-potties. Imagine getting that worked up. Like, you need it that bad that you can't wait until you get to your nice house or even the car. You have to be like, oh, the I... Blade. Between, between fucking... MGMT and uh, LCD sound system. We're gonna have get, have fucking seven minutes of oh, horrible, arduous, fucking post apocalyptic sex. <laughs> really, that that is a very close to post apocalyptic. <laughs> yes, like just fucking in any little nook and cranny you can. Be like, oh, and people are pounding on the door because everybody has to piss and shit. Ugh, gross. And then for the woman, if you're behind her, because it's probably the only position that really makes sense in that thing, she's looking down. At, at t- blue toilet paper and yeah. shit floating <laughs> in like piss. diarrhea slosh. Yeah. So really, she can just lean forward and puke when she's uh, <laughs> like too grossed out. And then he'd be like, whoa. Like if it's a kind of a dumb dude, he'd be like, oh, she must be really into it. She's losing control of her functions. I mean, <laughs> I've been in some really horrible places on earth. Like, yeah. A fucking porta potty in the sun in a, at a music festival. Yeah, I like got a parking lot of a music festival. I <laughs> like nine hundred of them lined up, just ready for people to piss and shit in them. Yo, like I words fail me. Yeah, I think that's like the, that's like fucking you gotta like en- enlist fucking like Khalil Gibran to fucking write a poem about how fucking horrible that is. There's there's like I I can't I can't get there. Khalil Gibran. Yeah, I don't know. It's just first person that you popped into my mind. Really Sorry, funny. you know, because I thought, and then I thought for a minute that you were talking about Gibran Hamdan, who was <laughs> the who was um, the backup quarterback for Matt Hasselbeck in 2005 on the Seahawks. Also a uh, and a very fucking underrated poet. <laughs> yes, an underrated poet. Fucking on and off the field. Chemical toilet fucking <laughs> verses of Rumi. <laughs> God, God, and Matt Hasselbeck's all mad. He's like, Matt, what's wrong? Are you ready for the game? He's like, not really. Why not? Well, we have a big game coming up versus the Orlando Streakers or whatever. The Buccaneers, right? Well, it's a long trip, first of all. Second of all, I saw Gibran Hamdan having sex in a porta potty last <laughs> night. What? You've never had sex in a porta potty? Well, no. Oh, you haven't lived. You gotta try I it. I need you to have a positive. You know what? We're gonna need you to do. We wanted you to study a bunch of tape for this game and really be good at it. Scrap that. Instead, we're gonna try this a totally different way. Yeah. Um, Pearl Jam and Presidents of the United States of America are playing a free <laughs> concert tomorrow. 
downtown Seattle. There's going to be about 800 porta potties lined up. <coughs> I'm going to need you to take Mrs. the Mrs. down there. And, uh, well, you know, what two people do when they, they love each other very much. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, do I have to spell? Uh, I have to spell out everything. You know what? Your scouting report was right. You have to really have to spell everything out for you. <laughs> Fuck. All right. You have to have intercourse. It means sex. Sex. While breathing entirely <laughs> gaseous piss. Yes. And because it's Seattle, it's raining. <laughs> so then he's like, he comes back the next, like, he comes back the next day to the, 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 the Seattle Seahawks compound, all refreshed and ready to go. And he's like, hey, man, what did I tell you? He's like, I'll, I'll never doubt you again, coach. And they high five. And then the, the credits roll. Perfect. It's great. My. My girl's hand slipped. She fell into the fucking chemical sludge. Yeah. Well, it's she's, really good. Well, she she's blew all the way up the shoulder. <laughs> and she and the presidency and she was mad because she missed uh, the fucking presidency of the United States of America opening set. Oh my god. They played lump and she wasn't there for it. <laughs> but then they um you know, then he made it up uh you know, he made it up. But would it be really um what he was really worried about was that he felt compelled to actually use the porta potty. And At the like, same time, wow. Yeah. So, like, you know. Fuck. <laughs> I love it. You're watching. See, wrestling with YouTube over here. Yeah. It's wild. So, they only. <laughs> honey, the concert's starting. Hold on, I'm almost done. Uh huh. Ah ha ha ha! Ah ha ha ha! And what we find out is that Madhouse Quebec makes a lot of weird noises when he's having sex. Ah ha ha! Oh sister! Oh sister! Oh sister sister! Wow! Honey, honey. Okay. Oh, it feels good. Oh, it's really gross in here, isn't it? Yeah, let's go. Chop, chop. Wrap it up. Dave Chappelle show. You know what's interesting? Yeah. Somebody, when that album came out, thought that was the best thing they'd ever heard. Oh, yeah. It's wild. I put them up there with, like, the um, Bare Naked Ladies. Here it's been. People love that shit. I had a roommate who was super into the Bare Naked Ladies. Wow. Like, really, really into it. Like, into their B-sides. Yeah, yeah. It was like... um, Like uh, a fucking, like a deadhead for the fucking bare naked ladies. Yeah, people. Being an L head. There's a big crossover with the jam band community and bad, and like bad pop music. Yes. They're like, woo, because like uh, I was really, unfortunately, had to do sound for uh, the Grateful Dead cover band locally over the summer. And I've they, never had that experience before. It was fucking awful. I never do it. And then there's the poor dude who got stuck doing every weekend, every week, is like begging people on our sound guy chat to take a shift. And we're like, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, we'll put a, we'll put a robot a there. Sound guy chat. Damn. Now we just have like a chat to be like, hey, this Fucking is broken. New tech. Hey, this is broken. This is broken. Hey, didn't this have is any broken. of that shit. It was <laughs> yeah. just. It's me well, just fucking making it work. Just fucking well, soldering iron well, in a dream. That's what I say. I was like, well, make it work. I don't know. But it's like, there's one dude who always thinks cables are broken. <laughs> and I was like, not broken. <laughs> not broken. Like, I test it. I was like, not broken. He's like, I thought it was broken. You know, you guys can just buy a $20 cable no. tester and then uh, problem solved. Oh, yeah, no no arguments anymore. We have a cable tester. It's, it just doesn't, no, it just says it's broken. It'd be big, like, it puts like a bunch you of You just know to turn it on? Is that the problem? Like, I, they're all broken. No, no, I think that's what it is. I think Jesus. it's like, it just doesn't work or whatever. Or it, like, <clears throat> left it on mute. He's like, this doesn't work. 
um, pretty good. So we just jumped around a lot of different subjects. Yeah, oh, that had, was uh, that was the lightning round. Oh yeah, John Tesh. <laughs> sure, John Tesh. Fine. So I my I, when I was in the shower this morning, uh, even though I had, I had put music on in the shower sometimes, and uh, when I know that either my roommates are up or nobody's home because they're vacuuming out a sink, vacuuming out a fucking sink. Which, wow, that got a lot of uh, mileage. I knew that was going to be a hit. I could just tell. Oh, it was awesome for me, because guess what happened after? Oh, are you done recording? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did you have to help vacuum at the sink? No. No, I just had to hear it. <laughs> Worse than ever. It was like 10 minutes. I don't get it. I never get I'll never get it. But I was thinking, I was remembering that John Tesh had, did a story in PM Magazine and he said that I wrote the theme song for the NBA on NBC, you know, while right after he, he said right after he made love to Connie Selica, he called his own voicemail and sung it into his voicemail. Wow. So he wouldn't forget it. And he said, it's right. It was right after, but he was really into like saying he was right after making love. And I thought, wow, that's like a unnecessary detail. And I thought I thought that as a kid, I remember saying, "I'm not 100 percent like I'm kind of." I guess it was probably like not 10. You know, I'm like, like, I think I got it. I'm pretty got it pretty down. How people will fucking have kids, you know, like or whatever, or just fuck for fun. Um, I'm not totally 100 percent sure what happens, but I'm definitely like think that there's a lot. Like, there's some things that you shouldn't say on PM <laughs> yeah, PM magazine with Gary Collins. <laughs> It seems like a weird thing to bring up here. Yeah, in this PM magazine forum, you know. Uh, but he's like, yeah. I, I, and I remember when Richard Marks set some sort of record. Oh, he played like one song for to promote his new album. He promoted. He played like like four concerts in one he day. Played Hazard six times. Yeah, <laughs> he played like right here waiting for. He did like four concerts in one day or something. And they said, Richard, what are you going to do now? And he's like, I'm going to go home and make love to my wife. Nice, very good. But he was he was complaining how exhausted he was. So like, if you're that exhausted, she's probably at home been like, oh, no, don't do me any favors, man. You know. Wow. Hazard is not in their fucking top songs. Oh, there, we, there it is. All right, we're good. Hazard. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for coming to this press conference, guys. I. Uh, uh, so I'll take the first question. So, how? What was it like playing four concerts in one day? Week. Oh, it was really. It was really tough. Um, uh, I like playing the song Hazard over and over again. <laughs> Been playing this for two weeks straight. Um, the gentleman in the front with the glasses. Um, I would like to ask a question to you, Richard, uh, who, <laughs> as, a, as a famous music star, I would uh, like to just know what, what was it like to play uh, your fame. Of course, you're famous for playing four shows in one night a day. And, um, and now. Oh, uh, sir, could you turn your phone off, please? Uh, it's making a loud noise. <laughs> Man from the future in the front. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then someone else stands up. As someone's the, the the guy from United Press International stands up and he says, "Mr. Marks, no offense. Uh, certainly, we're all here to see you. But do you know who this is?" And he's like, "Well, no. I, I've been playing music all day." And he's like, "Well, this is Ryan Van Wyck. He's a very famous uh, White House correspondent, and he's been doing some freelance work. And uh, I, I I don't know where you were raised. I don't know how you were raised, but we show res ultimate respect for him." And honestly, we don't care that you played four bad songs in a day. And uh, and then he turns around to the rest of the reporters and he says, 
I think we're out of here. And then everyone stands up and leaves. And he's like, wait, wait, I have to tell you my big nugget. Uh, I feel like making love to my wife. Don't care. Don't care. And he's like, that's right. Everybody's a fucking asshole. Richard Marks is a fucking asshole. Richard Marks is a turns out he's a fucking asshole. Bootlicker. (laughs) And... Let's hear from Ryan Van Wick. What do, you, what do you say? I've been looking forward to this for a minute. Right, you know, my, uh, as you know, <clears throat> I don't know how Andrew feels about this, but Mark Hollis from Talk Talk was one of my favorites of all time. And I begged and I pleaded. This is the first. This is, this is the first time we've made mm. consistent contact. Yeah, consistent contact. There are other listeners. Listener Tyler also talks to him. Is that right? Very cooler. Very cool. Uh, guy. Very cooler. <laughs> Very cooler. He's a Vikings fan, but I won't, won't hold that against him. Um, but he was also talking around Van Wick and also uh, talked to him about this. But um, I like to think that my tweet at him about, you know, why don't you do something about Mark for Mark, Mark Hollis? And then Rand Van Wick, a few days later. Um, uh, Let's just roll the tape. Yeah, just, just let I'm it just, speak for itself. He's talking about us in the beginning. And, oh, my God. It's like, fuck. Oh, it's like meeting. It's like, if, oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Andrew's in the jerk off motion. Believe me. And the person that gave me the idea to do this video was is a guy that follows me on Twitter. <laughs> and even though this singer and, um, and songwriter died a week ago, his name is Mark Hollis, and he was the lead singer to the band Talk Talk. Died on Sunday, but it's okay. Um, and it's not a band that I'm familiar with because I'd never heard of him until this guy died. <laughs> the guy was 64 years old. Born January 4th, 1955. He died February 25th um, of 2019. And of course, he grew up in, um, in Tottenham, England. Um, and he saved um, success, success, commercial success and critical acclaim in the 1980s and 1990s when he was with this band. Um, hold on. Um, he wrote, he, Beautiful he wrote music. most of the songs for the band. And most of, and the two the two most um, songs that they're known for is it's my life and life's what you make it. <clears throat> yep. Even all those other songs that they're known for. Um. <coughs> oh. Please, somebody, please get enough. Um, the last two albums that they did, which was called Spirit of Aiden and Life and Stock, were God, what they called so departures good. from their early work. Which on those albums they they um. They did it. Um, they did like influence from jazz, folk, and classical and experimental music. Except <laughs> <laughs> the band Talk Talk disbanded in 1992, while Hollis would return to music in 1998 while, wow, uh, while, while doing a solo career. Oh, beautiful! I love him. Tabbing furiously. Um, let's see here. Oh my god. Uh, he was the lead singer of Talk Talk from 81 to 92. Um, people said that they praised him for for his voice. As we praise um, you for your voice. <laughs> please. Please, um, please phone, do your work. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> It says that they disbanded. It says he died at the age of 64. The best rip in history, right here. Ah, oh, 
The rip that cast out um, a thousand rips. I'm okay, saying we just elevated the entire genre. Yeah. It says that he sang from 77 to 92 with um with the with a couple different bands, and then in 1998 he went on a solo career. <laughs> then that. he retired. Then he returned he very briefly and told to be a singer. Then retired again. Yeah. Um, but people said they liked his voice, and that's what he that what will be known about him. Yeah. I would actually have to listen to one of their songs because, like I said, I don't know who the band is. Oh, we oh but, um, God, this is so that's good. Be one thing. They said he did have Thank an you. older brother that mentored him. Uh. It says he had um he had two brothers. One well, he had an older brother and a younger brother. <laughs> the longest he's ever gone. Yeah. Because little is known about his life because Hollis was reluctant I, to give I it to through his career. I hope every time that goes um, he off he makes a hundred bucks. He did attend Tellington School, which is a defunct grammar school in London, England. In one interview he claimed to have quit pursuing an education before he completed something called an A level, which I'm not sure what that is. In another he said he had taken a course in child psychology at the University of Sussex, <laughs> but dropped out after a year and a half. Before his music career took off, he worked in a factory and as a laboratory technician. Um, I love him. The first band that that Mark Hollis um, perform, um, formed was called The Reaction, which the band only lasted two years, 1977 to 79. Um, the how they came up with the how they came up with the name Talk Talk for the second band was because he wrote a song called Talk Talk Talk, uh, and eventually. Yeah, okay, we give that one. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. But he was considered to be his style of music that he sang was considered to be new wave, was, something called synth pop, yeah, or yeah, rock, so post yeah. rock, folk, jazz, yeah, and something so called yeah. ambient music. That's a that's a sample. Yeah. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> not stuff I, like I said, not stuff that I know, or not stuff I'm familiar with. I will send you a. But 64 I years old is not that old oh, to die yet. So the um, it doesn't give a cause of death, but it says that the cause of death was reported by his cousin. Can we just give him like a, a, a so, percentage yeah. of our Patreon money? I'd love to. Oh, oh shit! All right, well, fuck it. Here we are. Well, I, I um, oh, I can't do it. Oh yeah, we don't have anything pulled up. Fuck. I like. Wow, that, that was worth the wait. My God. Like, Right? Holy shit. Yes. Wow. Fucking Rip Genre Elevated. Best wow. fucking Ryan Van Wick video in a minute. Fucking oh. A. Whew. And because we asked, which is the most beautiful. Just got to ask for things in this life, I guess. You know, you reach out and you reach for the golden ring and you grab hard onto it and then you get this. When you reach for shit, it happens. It's so fucking good. God, our favorite YouTube personality ever. I don't care who did something that we made like, oh my God, mind blowing. <laughs> Help helped to create beautiful art. You kind of feel like, uh, wow. like uh, I feel like a Medici right now. I feel great. It makes me feel so good. And he fucking, he never heard Talk Talk and he's going to listen to Talk Talk now too. So we might even get cool. He might he fucking might start, break his brain open. He might start pulling art school girls. Wow. He's like, oh, Ryan, you're so hot. I'm going to take friggin' and chill. He'll pull her pants down. He'll a bunch of pubes. <laughs> great. Like, oh, and then Tell like, me about calling the night boy again. Yeah, well, calling the night boy was not one of their it's, major hits. It's the however. seventh song on the second <laughs> seventh record, single, uh, seventh song, seventh single of the "It's My Life" album. 
and it wasn't a big hit. But oh, he's like getting blown right this time. <laughs> and when he but when he comes, he goes. Brr, brr. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come. Oh, so he gets a vibrator, and that's like, it goes like. That'd be great, right? What if it's a vibrator that's in his ass? That'd be great. That's the noise. That'd be so good. And he's on Chatterbait. And he's, oh, yeah, what are they calling when you get tipped? It fucking goes off. <laughs> that's what it is. I think that's. Yeah, um, God, I'm just in awe of RVW right now. Wow. Our man, really, really bringing it home. He has another one. Uh, he had one about, um, did you know that Mona from Who's the Boss Died? Yeah. I, uh, don't, sad about that. Don't talk, just listen. <laughs> <laughs> another thing that people really liked was the weepy voice killer. Weepy voice killer's great. Don't talk, just listen. I like how he says, I can't believe I killed again. I'll never make it to heaven. <laughs> but you won't. <laughs> I like the stressed out 911 operator. Like after the fourth one of these, you'd be like, "Yeah, go ahead, kill yourself, man. It's fine, man." Calm down. TV show Who's the Boss, the TV show Soap, and that TV show that I I always change the name of it, but it's, I call it Everybody Hates Raymond because it was not a funny show at all. <laughs> <laughs> but she had 104 acting roles that she did going through the time. <laughs> oh, wow, holy giving. shit. Holy oh, fuck. Oh my god. Everybody Hates Raymond because I've never liked that fucking show. God, Ryan Van worked for president. We have to tell. Well, I have to reach out to him and be like, "Yeah, we've been talking about you for about a year now, and we think you're the fucking greatest." I'm so afraid that I, at this point, I'm afraid that he's gonna kill himself. You know, not, just no. be like, "Oh, everybody who's talked to me in the past year is because these two fucking jokers have been clowning on me." Yeah, we're not clowning. Are we clowning at this point? I, I admire him. I, I mean. I hope he never changes, so right. I, I don't think so. I mean, no, it's it's gone. It started as clowning for sure, but that was because he did that one rip video, and we're like, whoa, this is like way fucking better than any of these other schlubs. What was his first appearance? We got to go on, back uh, through the archives. It was on the uh, fucking guy from, uh, oh, God, remember that, remember that new metal band, the guy who died, Chester Bennington? Oh, my God, it was that long ago, yeah. right? Damn, all and, right. Uh, he fucking, he did a rip. And it was like, because all the rips were super pathetic for that. Uh, 
he was in what puddle of mud or what was he in? Oh, uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. The dude from Lincoln Park. <clears throat> and he, I remember, worked at a funny rip, and we're like, "Oh, this guy's kind of interesting." And then we kind of let it, let it. I kept seeing when I was doing rips, hot and heavy. We did it for. I kept seeing his name come up because he did rip for everyone. So he was in the mix along with Gulf Coast and Raging Rob yeah, and a couple yeah. other people. But then you know, they fell off to the wayside. I think but, Raging Rob. I think Gulf Coast is in jail. He is that right? No. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. There can only be one, one anyway. Forget yeah. it. I like the Gulf Coast video where he panned and there was a there was a crib <laughs> in his room. That was really scary. Um, but then it was suddenly he the cream rose to the top. And we're like, this is he's much better than anybody at this. And then I tried to incorporate him as much as possible. And then I, I we did the scenario where he became very famous and was dating Reese Witherspoon. Oh with man, that, yeah, that people love that shit. <laughs> but um, this is Ryan Van Wick with new lighting. He does he does like a bottom. Yeah, I think he bought a new lamp at Target. Yeah, we'll have to ask Dan Bassini what this what this is called because it's like lighting that's from the bottom up. Instead of from the top down, very flattering. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, he's he's a I say he's a handsome guy, but not you know. Maybe this isn't the best lighting for him. Um, but here we go. But it's, I call it everybody hates Raymond because it was not a funny show at all. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> she had 104 acting roles that she did, going from the time she started up until whenever the last acting role. Please was. read them all. Please read them all. <laughs> but Starting she was also with playing the mother. I think she was playing Tony Danza's mother on the TV show Who's the Boss. She nope. wasn't. Nope. Her first acting role was she, in the TV she show. She was the boss. called Wine of Morning, which was released in 1955. Okay. And then they had the movie Believe in Me, The Hospital. Oh, my God. Then there's a whole bunch of TV shows like Larry, Heck Ramsey, Dr. Max was a movie. Oh, please the read so- them all. The Snoop Sisters, which was a TV show. <laughs> And then there was a movie that she did in 1975 called The Family Nobody Wanted. If you have that phone off, I'm going to scream. Then they did a movie about James Dean's life in 1976, and she played in that movie. (laughs) What was it called? (laughs) I think... The, the TV show soap ran for four years, and there was 88 it's episodes. She appeared all 88. <laughs> <clears throat> they did the sound of the plastic Rose bag over her head. Don't talk, just listen. Don't talk. Don't talk, just listen. There was 196 episodes of the TV of the TV show Who's the Boss, which ran for eight years, and she was on a whole, all 196 episodes. Oh. They also made a movie about Elizabeth Taylor back in 1995. She also appeared in that one. Am I going to talk about soap at all? <laughs> Please burp. The only movie that they have listed yeah, here not gonna talk about so soap. far was Cars 1 and 2. There was a movie called Collaborator she did in 2011. Then she did Cars 3. The last movie she did last year was Frank and Ava. And, she, um, and that was back in 2018. And I'm not sure what that movie's about, but it says she would have been 90 if she had lived until July. Wow. So she's 89. But 104 movie rolls is still not bad. That's it. That. <laughs> wow. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Boom. Amazing. 104 movie rolls is still not bad. Boom. God. You know, fucking love him so much. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We, no, this isn't. This has gone. I mean, him belching was the greatest moment, but he's had some other really good moments. But you gotta just fucking. You gotta catch outsider art where it exists, man. You can't create it. I can't. And the best, definitely. I mean, the best art you can't explain. Yeah, I think really. If you have like a music, if you have a band, 
and you can't really explain what it sounds like, you just know it's good, then it's it's art. It's good. You know, it doesn't sound like, oh, well, this band sounds like Fugazi, whatever. No, it's that's not art. That's just music. It's different. You know, this is art. And it's the same thing with Ryan Van Wickey. I can't explain why it's appealing at all. He's the fucking, like, the Henry Darger of YouTube. It's just it's, like fucking A. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. It's like oh god. He's like fucking. It's like it's like Warhol. It's just like he just does shit, and you don't even know why you like it. You just like it. Yeah, it's Darger. Really, it is. It's just like he's like equal parts like Studs Terkel, like Midwest <laughs> Nightmare. Oh, uh, you know, but also like uh, like the, it also maintains like the the beautiful like chaos of like a Richard Price painting, but also like has the appeal of like um. Of like uh, what was like a good actor who like is sort of reminiscent of Ryan, like somebody playing, oh like uh, kind of like um, um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, kind of like that. I was gonna go Danny DeVito. (laughs) Well, kind. I mean, yeah, I think like because Philip Seymour Hoffman always had like a like a kind of like a weird like I don't know why I like this guy, but I like him. Like I'm, I don't know why I'm rooting for this guy, but I am. Like in an act in like any acting role, you know, see happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Really upsetting. He was yes. he had a, like a really upsetting role. Yeah. Ryan Van Wick has that. That really has actually. That's that a appeal. really close analog. Come to think of it. Yeah. Totally. You, were, you think you were something, fucking something, but you were fucking nothing. Right. Exactly. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I honestly, God, like, I, if I was an agent, I'd be like, hey, we need to have a meeting. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start pitching you for roles, man. You're good. God, get him. Let's rescue him. Get him in the shower. And get him out there. <laughs> Get him a get him a meal that doesn't involve like foil wrapped <laughs> you don't around have to open. it. Yeah, it doesn't involve a styrofoam. Get him get him a meal that doesn't involve a styrofoam tray, and then like <laughs> we can get him going. I mean, good, you know. But yeah, we love him. Make and, sure uh, you cut the foil off the brownie, otherwise it burns. <laughs> okay, God. don't put it in the microwave. Mm, don't never. put it in the microwave; it'll burn. Oh, fuck. <laughs> There's so many things circling this fucking the thing we- right now. The weepy voice. <clears throat> Cooking show? Don't talk, just listen. <laughs> it's called Don't Talk, Just Listen with the featuring the weepy voice chef. You have to you Don't. have to cook onions on medium or lower, otherwise they're scalding. They'll never make it to heaven. <laughs> I just I just made an ice coaster with an ice pick. <coughs> I don't know, I just had somebody forty's eyes with an ice pick. I just I just put it on high for forty minutes. Oh, I never get to heaven. That would be awesome, man. Don't talk, just listen. Alright, wow. <laughs> right, that's the other great art. Don't talk, don't talk, just listen. <coughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. You might have to have to leave it in the refrigerator overnight, or it'll never rise. <laughs> gets all gets all to, to, like torqued up when there's important things. Okay. It'll never. Make sure you keep your oven clean, or it'll never rise properly. Fucking fuck. Oh, man. I made that souffle last night and no one liked it. I'll never get to heaven. This is actually the worst because had we done this episode two days ago, yeah. we'd have two more days to actually go in and film a fucking a weepy voice killer cooking show <laughs> in so my mother's bad. kitchen, which is like made for that kind of well, thing. We can do it right now. <laughs> Don't talk to us, listen. 
If you my knife will never be sharp enough. Knife's not sharp enough. I'll never make that happen. Holy fuck! What episode is this? This is episode two twelve. Two twelve. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Two twelve got weird. Fuck. I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything you want to plug? Uh, of course, Rhetoric Coffee, Pride of Oakland, and uh, Oakland, California has a lot of our fans, and we're proud of Oakland. Uh, not only for the Raiders, go Raiders, even though I'm a C- Dyed and Wool Seahawks fan, I'm going to say go Raiders, and uh, uh, you're losing your team, but not your spirit. Um, uh, Red or Coffee is easy, it's an easy equation. Just um, Who the fuck is going to play in the Coliseum now? No, he's going to oh. play in that shithole O.co, uh, the Overstock.com arena. Yeah. <laughs> and they changed their name to O.co and no one cared. All right. And they're like, um, no, they... Uh, Oakland's cool. Uh, Red Rock Coffee, pride of Oakland, California. It's really a coffee subscription service every two weeks. Coffee was delivered to your house, different blends. Um, and uh, you get to uh, have a nice little surprise because uh, you don't remember that you signed up for it all the time. And then one day you have a box. Neat. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the box is uh, also useful for uh, keeping gadgets together. Mm-hmm. I use mine for, uh, I keep, that's where I keep my rubbers and uh, sex stuff in uh, on my nightstand. Very nice. I keep my bullets in mine. Yeah. That's I keep my uh, ice pick. Uh, I killed Rosander <laughs> 40 times with an ice pick. <laughs> or should I do the rhetoric coffee? I was going to say, you're going to do the rhetoric coffee killer. Okay, here's my rhetoric right, coffee commercial <laughs> in the voice of the weepy voice killer. Don't talk, just listen. <laughs> Rhetoric Coffee's coffee subscription service. I signed up for it and they sent it to me 40 times. Uh, what's the address, sir? I don't know the address. They know my address and now they send me coffee every two weeks. What's that? I don't remember signing up for it. Like, oh, this coffee's delicious. It's got a cool <coughs> artwork on the box and on the back and everything. Okay, sir. Oh. <laughs> Fucking fuck. RedRockCoffee.com. Also, oh, older ghosts. Ow. Do you like old clothes? I know you do. Do you like? Uh, but do you like going to thrift stores and having to deal with crying babies and uh, fucking people like fucking people on probation working there? Shit like that. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't know. I, I know I don't. Eating Wendy's. We're going to buy, sorting through the stuff. Yes, use the bathroom there. They give you a hard time. It's not cool. Go to Savers or fucking Goodwill or some whatever, or Value Village, depending on where you live. It's always a trip. You know, these people always have a big chip, and there's always one person who, like, I have to keep my section clean. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the boss here. Yeah, like, well, there's always one part, especially the Salvation Army. There's always one guy walking around who thinks he's the boss. He's overpricing everything. It's just like a, it's just a trip. You don't have to deal with it. But now, imagine if you could just wake up and get on your phone and find all the cool finds uh, curated by somebody who has a uh, really good taste. Her name is Jessie, and she runs a store called Older Ghosts on Instagram. And you can go and find all those cool finds from the comfort of your own home, and you don't have to interact with any humans, especially ones that smell bad. At some store, out of the way, all across, across a set of train tracks in some strip mall, and you don't want to be out there, and then since you're out there, you eat at that Mexican spot you swore you'd never eat at, and then you get sick again, that's your own, your own Never fault. learn. Never learn. You don't want to go out to the suburbs, and you can stay right in your cool uh, con- on urban enclave. 
and then wear cool clothes. And they say, where'd you get that? And they say, oh, you know, I've had this for years. And they lie. But anyway, older ghosts. <laughs> get some vintage clothing. Also, Jessie, <clears throat> easy on the eyes. And she models every bit of clothing. So if you're into that, cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. There's a little added bonus. As long this. as we're vaguely on the subject, I want to shout out the Salvation Army in Colony who sold me a sweater that the tag had come off of. Oh, beautiful. She was like, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, she said, that's exactly. cool, but you don't care. Hey, I'd that, tip you if I could, but I can't. Is that the lady who always wears the Marine Corps ship? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I saw a lady who worked there who wanted everyone to know her son was in the Marines. That's sick. And then one day I went there and she wasn't wearing it anymore. And this was during the Gulf War. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like... Uh-oh, Adam, de- Adam died. Uh-oh. <laughs> I still have to go to work at Salvation Army. Oh, no, Adam. Adam. The, the army called her, and they were like, Don't talk, just listen. This <laughs> is 212. We're out. Peace. Goodbye. <laughs> right, 212. See ya. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.